Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. into this world all alone God take your soul you're on your own a crow flies good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to weigh in sports talk I'm your host Brian Tarvin on a special Thursday edition Usually we do Wednesdays, but tonight we're going to do at least something. With the big slate of college football action this Saturday, we have to talk some big NFL games. The SEC is not on display this weekend. There's not a game that's going on this weekend that will have any impact whatsoever on the playoff, unless Alabama loses to Charleston or, or something like that, which we don't think is going to happen here on the show. We're not going to call that big upset, or unless Florida Atlantic goes into the swamp and beats Florida, don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, thanks for joining us tonight. We have a slate of games to talk about, and like I said, this people make fun of the SEC. They're catching their breath right now. They're playing some some cupcakes, if you will, but you know they need a couple of cupcakes after some of the the weeks they've had, but. The Big 12, some huge games in the Big 12 this weekend, huge games in the Big 10, even some huge games in the Pac-12 to me, even though it doesn't mean as much. The pac twelve's out of the playoff. But we still get to see the mighty Oregon Ducks out in the Pac-12 to see if they can keep going in the right direction and, and beat Southern Cal. But we're going to preview 10 games tonight in college football. We're going to talk about the playoff rankings. And we have 10 NFL predictions. So, actually, we're doing pretty good on this show against the spread. And I was looking at some statistics. People that win competitions in Bacon are picking about 55%. And those are winners that are actually doing what we're doing. And I have to admit we're in the 60% range. And that's tough to do to beat Vegas. But somehow we in sports talk. Every week somebody's beating it. We're picking the upsets. We're picking some good games. We missed some, of course. Don't get me wrong. We're not perfect. But if you want, you want some good, good sports talk. You want some good point spreads and some good, good people on this panel that can discuss it. Jonathan Quinn, Sonya, Trey, Jason, all these guys can come in and give you, give you some information. Hopefully, Jason Humphrey will call in tonight. Hopefully, Jason Minson will call and talk some Big Ten. I know Quinn's going to be with us momentarily. Jonathan's coming. So, we're all going to have some fun tonight. But let's go to the 
to the college football rankings. The committee came out this weekend. Not much changed, but the Iowa Hawkeyes at number five. What a joke. I mean, I looked through that. Clemson number one. Uh, I think Alabama's the best team in football right now. But, you know, Clemson's 10-0. They don't look like they're going to lose the game, so why not? I think they're really wanting that Ohio State-Alabama rematch in the first week. So right now, it's the season end of the day. Clemson would be playing Notre Dame. Ohio State would be playing Alabama. And my poll that I have, believe it or not, I have Notre Dame all the way up at two. I have Bama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, and I can't remember, can't remember the rest, but but I'm, I just don't have much respect for for Iowa. Looking at is who they played, who they beaten, but there's no way they're going to make it to the playoff. So they're going to lose a game or two. And if they make it to the Big Ten championship, they're going to lose. Oklahoma State on a big stage this weekend against Baylor, coming off a bad loss against Oklahoma. So now this time of month is when when people start tightening up a lot. November is a weird month of college football, just when you think you know, you don't. You figure it out real quick. You have no clue about what's about to happen in college football. You think you you think you think know Oklahoma's going to beat DCU, but but then something happens and you didn't know. You, you think, I mean, you think uh, Notre Dame's going to win against Stafford, but then they don't. So, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen the rest of the way because rivalry week is coming up the week after. And I know people are pistoling in Clemson for the championship, but they have to go to South Carolina. At least one thing about South Carolina, they're going to be playing with some energy, some passion, and they have had some competition this year. So they're, they're battle tested. Alabama's going to the plains next weekend. Auburn, a uh, heated rival. Auburn has talent. They haven't been able to put it all together, but they're capable. And then again, this Alabama team's not unbeatable. They they do have a loss. They they could have lost to Tennessee. They could have lost to Arkansas. So it's not like we're playing an Alabama team that's going to beat us by 49 points or something. This is actually going to be a football game. And if Auburn plays a great game and Alabama turns the ball over a couple times, we're going to have some uh, some fun things happening. But like I said, the Pac-12 they're gone. They're gone. But I wanted to bring up something tonight. Um, Less miles of LSU. He lost two in a row. He lost to Bama. He lost to Arkansas. From what I'm hearing, Les Miles is really coaching for his job against Ole Miss. He loses against Ole Miss, and he loses against A&M. He, he could be shown the door. An eight, nine-win team could be could be firing their coach. And that's, that's saying a lot right now. LSU, if you think about it, on this show about LSU all year, I've talked about, I just didn't think they were that good. They're one-dimensional. Ever since Alabama beat them in that 2012 national championship game, LSU's defense has not been what it what it's resembled in the years past. Alabama took something away from them that year. And I think, you know, LSU may need a change. They may need a younger coach kind of more into offense to, to help guide that team because – LSU's defense is good, don't get me wrong, it's, but it's not the caliber it was, but the offense is just always lacking at the quarterback position, never can put points up. They run the eye formation, they put the fullback in, and that's all they can do is run up the middle, maybe throw a couple of play-action passes. Well, 
like I said, and you, you've heard me say it, you can't be one-dimensional in the SEC. You can't beat Alabama with, without a dynamic quarterback, and that's what it's going to take to beat Alabama. So you look at Auburn, Jeremy Johnson can be dynamic. He hasn't been so far, but he's had glimpses of it. You look at Clemson uh, with Watson, their quarterback, he's dynamic. Ohio State, of course, they have several. Um, Notre Dame, their backup's pretty good. I mean, they can beat you with defense. But you start looking at Oklahoma, could slip up in that playoff as well with a dynamic quarterback in Mayfield. There's quarterbacks that's going to be in this playoff that could, they can beat the brakes off Alabama if they're not careful. So there's some good teams out there, and it's all about the quarterback. And I've been asked, and I'm going to bring this up before we preview the games, why has Auburn been struggling so much? Why, why this year with everything? And, and, guys, it's all about one thing. It's the quarterback. The, the quarterback play can make Gus Malzahn look like a genius or it can make him look like a fool. And last week, Gus Malzahn was the reason that, that Auburn lost the game. And usually I don't blame coaches for losses like that. Usually I blame it on execution. I know Gus Malzahn didn't fumble. I know that. I know I know he didn't let him run a punt back. But what Gus Malzahn did was allow momentum to get shifted in the game that was – totally being dominated by his team. And you saw Sean White come in the game and it deflated the whole team. And then you want to let Jeremy Johnson come back in. He was up 10-3 to 3 when he left, and now he's down by 10. You want him to come back and, and, and save the day. He, he tried his best, but, but they just couldn't do it. So let's blame the coach uh, where we need to blame the coach at right here. And that's Gus Malzahn's fault, but again, He's panicking a little bit. He's trying some different things. He's frustrated. The quarterback situation is not what he expected it to be, not what the Auburn fans expected it to be. But next year, I'm telling you, they got to be. There has to be a change of quarterback. I'm saying that it's automatic going to happen that that this guy's going to come in from JUCO and just blow people away. I'm not saying that, but you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. That's all I'm trying to say here. So. Auburn fans out there, you want Gus Malzahn fired, you're an idiot. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll tell you that. Call him, I'll, I'll call you an idiot on the air. Yes, he, he's made some mistakes this year, but who hasn't? I'm not ready to throw in the towel on a coach that has the ability to go out and hire the best coaches in college football. If you can't see the development of the team, then you're just not watching at, at the right places. And Quinn, I mean, you, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I've seen a, a large improvement, a big improvement in this Auburn team from the first couple of weeks till now. But it's all about a couple of breaks here and there. If you don't get them, you don't win. Yeah. <laughs> I was one that, since, since I was at the game Saturday, uh, I I was probably one of the more vocal fans in the section. And I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't quite get all of Gus's play calling. And I remember at one point I was telling I was telling Gus to hurry it up, and a bunch of fans just turned around and kind of looked at me. <laughs> but it it was frustrating. Really? What is Auburn? Play calling was frustrating. Auburn's the best when it's going uh, hurry up offense, right? That's when they're at their best. Yeah, and the fact that the offensive line was getting dominated the way it was, that was frustrating too. <laughs> because you could tell Gus was trying to was trying to draw up some long pass plays, but 
but Jeremy wouldn't have enough time to throw the ball. <laughs> the defensive line would yeah. be right in the backfield. Well, did you know the center, Austin Golson, went out early in the third quarter? Um, Sean Act- Coleman actually, got hurt in the first half. That was something I actually didn't see. Like, that, uh, like I saw the person go down, but I didn't know who went down. That's uh, the problem of being in the game sometimes. It's hard to to know the injuries and, and you see all that. But, but let me tell you this. You – you go from a, a center that the offensive line against A&M in that first half against Georgia looked like it was gelling. All of a sudden, Sean Coleman gets hurt, and he comes back in. That doesn't mean he's 100%. He's in a lot of pain. Golson goes out. You go from your first-string center to your third-string center because your second-string center has got a broken jaw. You're a raging lunatic of a receiver you picked off the team. A lot of crap can go wrong. Head away, the fullback's hurt. Everything has to be clicking with Auburn, and it starts with the offensive line, of course, but the quarterback has yeah. got to be more consistent. Sean White had no business being in that game. As soon as he came in, I don't. you were in the crowd. Did you just start after his first half, the whole crowd deflated, didn't it? It was just like it was, uh, the air went out of the stadium. Yeah, I I don't I don't get why I don't get why he had Sean come in. I don't understand. That's the million-dollar question, Quinn, and that's what we're trying to find out. You're right. I have no idea, and it's not Sean White's fault. This was Gus Malzahn's fault. Sean White's yeah. the quarterback when he's healthy, when he can move, but he, he can't throw right now because his leg's so hurt. And he, he's not mobile enough, and Georgia made some adjustments. And, and just I, I think Georgia was like, oh, my God, I can't believe what just happened. They're leaving this guy in, and they just came to pin their ears back, and they killed us. Give credit to Georgia I, in this game for for playing defense because we suck. Yeah, I I think part of it had to do with I don't know. I think he was thinking I'm going to try and put Sean in for a drive or two mm-hmm. and see it and see if he can pass better than what Jeremy was doing because Jer- Jeremy had a couple overthrown balls that oh my. The the one that sailed completely over our our guy's head and went right into the Georgia fan, right into the right into their cornerback's hands when our guy was wide open. I mean, the cornerback was like five yards off our guy, and he threw it so bad that it sailed completely over. His hands into the Georgia guy's hands. Yeah. But I don't know. And, and you know what, you know what Quinn? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, in order to beat Alabama, and I'll give this real quick a quick preview before we get into games, in order, you want Auburn to upset Alabama, can it happen? Of course it can. I mean, this is football. This is a rival game. But what it's going to take is Jeremy Johnson, and that offensive line, getting it together, and the offensive line allowing Jeremy Johnson time to throw the ball deep down the field and the ability for Jeremy Johnson to run the football. Those two things have to happen. If if we come in throwing little short screen passes and these little gadget plays, Alabama's going to kick us all up and down that field, I'm telling you. To beat Bama, you've got to play action, throw vertically down the field, 
And, and that's just the way it is. It's, it's not rocket science how you beat Alabama. The problem is the teams they played this year, Ole Miss could do it, and they did it, and they beat them. Yeah. LSU couldn't do it. A&M couldn't do it. Georgia couldn't do it. And then, I mean, it's just who it's all about matchups. Auburn has one thing I'll give Auburn credit for against Alabama, and it makes me feel a little better about it, is the defense is playing a lot better. And without Trey Matthews, probably their second-best defensive player, the safety's been out the last two games, and the defense has taken such strides, huge strides. And if he comes back against Alabama, you never know what can happen. I mean, if we can keep Bama close and without scoring, Henry killing us, then things can happen when the game's 17-13. to 13. Anything can happen. But, you know, you have I to keep Alabama ima- at bay early. I can't imagine how Moss Champ fell on Saturday. I'm sure he went up to Gus after the game and said, we held – we held them to 20 points, and you only can put up 13 points? What's going on, Gus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, he doesn't have much room to talk right now because, I mean, you know, he, he has gotten them better, but the defense has been the Achilles heel up to the last few weeks. But the whole team struggles, and it, it's a growing pain. It's, it's going to happen until you get the right quarterback. You can't play musical chairs at quarterback, right, Jonathan, and expect success. I mean, you're changing quarterbacks like you're changing underwear. It's going to be hard to win. Yeah. Oh, no, you're, you're right. I mean, it's, you really can't be doing the whole musical chair at quarterback. Uh, we've seen teams try it in the past, and it just backfire um, time and time again. I remember when Virginia Tech tried to do it with Tyrod Taylor, and it, it just never winds up working out. And with the way Auburn's defense has improved throughout the year and has been getting better, you need to be, have somebody on offense who can, you know, provides you some consistency or else you're just setting them up to fail. But, but I, love this, I love this Iron Bowl coming up because nothing to lose, everything to gain kind of game. You know, no pressure, just throw the kitchen sink at them. And, Jonathan, I was thinking about it real quick before we move on to the Florida-Florida State rivalry coming up. You know, if I'm Auburn in this game, you know, you come in, you're probably going to be, what, six and five. You're coming into – you beat Idaho. But how about this offense? You know, you're running the football zone read. You got Jeremy Johnson play action. Just say you had a good game. What if you have the mindset of instead of crafting the play each drive for three drive, three three downs, you know, you do it for four – Auburn doesn't punt the football. If it's fourth and three, they go for it. They run it, they get it. They keep moving the chain. And it's going to be harder to stop Auburn that way. If it's fourth and one, you're punting. Anybody can do that. So what do you think about that kind of game plan? If Auburn can move the football, that could wear Alabama's defense out. That's how I would approach that game. I'm not punting the damn football unless it's fourth down and eight or ten. But if it's fourth down and five and under, I'm going for it every time. I really like that idea. Like you said, you really have nothing to lose going into this game. You'll have your bull bid locked up. Um, you know, the season's obviously not gone according to plan. You're not running for really anything. It's all about recruiting. So let's go out there and have some fun. Let's make this an enjoyable yeah. football game for everybody. And you know what? Alabama's offense is bad enough, at least passing-wise, to where – you can still hand them over the ball, and as long as you contain Derrick Henry, they're 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 you know they're stuck. 
So why not go for it, take some risks, go out there and treat every situation like it's four-down territory, and you know what? That might help you win the game, knowing that you have four downs to get ten yards instead of only three. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's I like the way you do it. First and ten, all of a sudden you got second and six, you got third and three, fourth and one, you go for it, and all of a sudden you get the momentum. You're talking about hurry up, and then you Gus gets going after that first down, you keep running the football, play action, whatever. All of a sudden that Alabama defense, that the bully, they're getting frustrated, they're getting tired. They're getting chewed apart. If you remember the last couple of years of the Iron Bowl, Auburn gashed this defense. Because I know Alabama's defense is a lot better. Don't get me wrong. And we're not as good on offense. But there's something Gus Malzahn has figured out about Alabama. There's something. I don't know what it is. And it's we're going to find out. But all these... it's, keep, it's keeping the same guys on the field. Alabama counts on a rotation. But if you're going fast and not wanting them able to stop – well, that, that's how, that's what he's figured out is going fast and not letting them sub in and out to keep fresh people. They, he wants to keep the same tired people yeah. on the field. And, that, and that's what he's figured what out. Seeing, and I don't understand Jonathan and Quinn is when I watch Auburn play right now, it's like every play they're substituting and bringing new packages in. That's not Auburn football, man. That's not – that's not what you do. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to find the right chemistry. I don't know what he's doing. He knows more about it than I do. But, by God, Alabama, guess what? Fourth down, I'm going for it every time. I remember last year watching South Carolina do that to us. I mean, it would be fourth down and four. they go for it and get it every time. I was about to pick up my TV and throw it through the wall, I swear to God. I mean, I'm like, I'm like – you bastards. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating, and you, that's how I'm going to play it. And, and you know, Florida State, Jonathan, talking about the big rivalry, Florida, Florida State and Florida, I think Florida State's going to throw the kitchen sink out. I think they're just going to come out and say, look, you cocky, idiot fan base. I'm tired of hearing Florida fans. I'm tired of hearing y'all. They're going to go in the swamp, and I think they're going to manhandle Florida. Florida cannot score on Florida State. They may score 10 points at the most. You know, and that's how I'm looking at this game. And while this game draws some similarities to the 2012 season where we lost uh, an idiotic game to NC State, just like we did to Georgia Tech this year. Um, and, you know, we lost to Clemson. That, that's obviously a little different that season. But we went that Florida game. Like, we had nothing to play for. You know, what were we even doing there? And we got beat up in a game that surprisingly finished, you know, 37-20. Um, and a lot of people are going, well, we could be falling into the same trap. I don't think this can be the same trap this year. I think Florida's offense is downright pitiful. I mean, it is god-awful. You know, they're favored by 31 this week over Florida Atlantic. I seriously doubt they can cover that with a shutout. So, it, right, right now, what I'm sitting there thinking is, how, you know, when are we going to run a flea flicker? I don't. I haven't seen Jimbo really run any trick plays in all the time he's been in Tallahassee. But you know, if they're in a perfect time to pull out your inner Bobby Dodd and run a flea flicker, it's definitely that game. Yeah, you know, my my favorite player. I like seeing the midget line up in the backfield behind the center's butt or whatever, and get the ball, man. If I'm Auburn, I'm going to the circus and get the midgets to run around and run out there on that field. But you can't catch me if I'm running between your legs, you know. 
And uh, man, I just <laughs> I, I think I, I think I think Florida State though, really. And I maybe I'm wrong about this, but I just think it's a mismatch. Everything about college football is matchups. You look at teams, how they match up. Florida doesn't match up well with Florida State because Florida State has the athletes on defense and they have the athletes on offense. Florida is not good on offense. I mean, this is a team that put up, what, uh, touchdown and a field goal against Vanderbilt in the swamp. And they just, I mean, they they, they, they actually get going off turnovers and field position. That's how they, they usually score their points. Florida State, they don't turn the ball over. They're going to come in and, and, and just ruin Florida's season. And I'm hoping that, that Auburn beats Alabama, Florida State beats or Florida State beats Florida, and nobody in the SEC goes to the, the playoffs. That'll That's make me hoping. happy. That'll, that'll move Notre Dame up. I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah, but you got to beat Stanford, though, first. That's the key. I know. That'll be a tough one, but. And Jonathan, Jonathan, there's some controversy going on, some scenarios, and I, I don't like doing this as much, but we will decide. Oklahoma's coming off strong. Say a one-loss Oklahoma, Oklahoma team wins the Big 12. Notre Dame sitting there with one loss. Ohio State wins the Big 10. Alabama wins the SEC. And Clemson wins the ACC. Who gets in between Oklahoma, the Big 12 champion, or a one-loss Notre Dame team? That's a tough one. Well, who do you got? It's a it's a very tough one. It's a very difficult decision to make. Um, you know, you're 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 looking at two solid football teams in all reality when you start comparing those two, uh, and it comes down to, and I think this is what it would come down to is who who y'all lose to, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, am I gonna look at that Texas loss and, and go, oh good golly, what was that? Uh, I mean. Because I think that's what's going to wind up happening. You know, they, they're dreadful. I mean, they're still awful. You know, that that game, it was obviously a fluke of flukes. But if you're telling me Notre Dame's only loss is a game they arguably should have won if not for a monsoon, then I'm going to tell you right now that Notre Dame deserves that playoff spot of Oklahoma any day of the week. Yeah. You know, Notre Dame beat Texas 38-3. to I mean, they – they school drug them. I mean, you have to look at common opponents, and you, you do have to look at those. And there's a common opponent. The team that beat you, the team we're talking about, killed them. So um, I think Notre Dame gets in because of the Big 12 rankings right now. If Oklahoma I'll say this. Oklahoma State, what will you say, Flynn? I'll say this. I'll say this. If Oklahoma State loses uh, – in these next two weeks and Notre Dame wins out, I don't think it'll be tough at all. I, th- I think I think when they would talk about it, and we'll even know since Oklahoma doesn't play conference championship week, we'll, we'll pretty much know, barring any upsets in the conference championship game, who has that four spot. So and I and I think when uh, the guys ask Jeff Long, I think they'll say, "Well, we looked at that loss, and Notre Dame was a solid four. I I don't think it'll even be that close. I think they already have their mind in that situation. If that happens, I I I think Notre Dame will hold serve if they went out and Oklahoma State loses. I I don't even think it's that close in the committee's mind. From what they said, 
I think you're right. It's still tough to. I mean, Oklahoma's hot right now. They they look good. They have a dynamic quarterback, but Notre Dame's played the tougher schedule. They have the better loss, and it's. I mean, you're only lost like like Jonathan said, and a monsoon on the road, two points against the the number one team. Oklahoma lost to a team that's probably not ranked in the top seventy right now. So there's a big difference there. Iowa, though, come on, get them out of here. Get them out of the top five. I'm tired of seeing them up there. So let's move on to some games this weekend, guys, real quick. Um, see what y'all think. This is a Jonathan, this is a big weekend for for the Big Twelve, which they're out I mean, or the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve and the Big Ten, they're all on display, right? I mean, it looks like a good weekend of football. Yeah, it does look like we're gonna have a solid week. I mean, you know, the SEC's taking the week off, but what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? The SEC is a tough matchup. That Idaho bunch for Auburn. It's going to be a contest. Yeah, no, man, I, I, I've, I've heard Idaho's a juggernaut this year. They have an outside shot of making the playoff. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if they lose to Auburn by, like, you know, seven points, you automatically have to bump them in, right? That's a quality loss. Yeah, and, 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 and the good thing about Idaho, they're only giving up 300 yards a game on the ground this year. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, that's that's a huge improvement over last year when they get about three hundred and forty. Did you hear Nick Saban's rant uh, yesterday in his press conference or whatever it was? They, they asked him about his cupcake and he he went off about he's like, yeah, did you see Georgia Southern a couple of years ago? They kicked their ass or whatever he said, ran up their ass. Like I don't know what he said, <laughs> but it was funny. Ran through us like yeah. shit through a tin horn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was awesome. I mean, cause, you know, he 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 had obliterated the media yesterday, and saying, "Look, all right, this is college football. You can't take weeks off." You know, Nick Saban, what he really wanted to say was, "Hey, remember when Georgia Southern beat Florida? I mean, I know we're not Florida, at least that year's Florida." What he really wanted to say was, "Remember that game? Yeah, you know what? You know, they they took them pretty lightly too." You know, you can't do that because we are the SEC. You know they're going to bring the A game. This is a Super Bowl for them. But, you know, what he really, I swear, what he really wanted to say was, remember when Georgia Southern beat Florida? Yeah, I mean, you you can't overlook anybody this day. I tell you, man, it's it's football now. It's parody. People are, I mean, it's just, you can't overlook it, man. And it's like, as soon as you overlook somebody, that's when Hell, he just wants his team to understand. Look, go out there and play with some effort. We won't get you hurt, you know. And, and I think the question that made him mad was like, "Hey, are you going to be able to play a lot of young players that haven't played all year?" <laughs> just, he just went off. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to empty my bench all of a sudden. But anyway, let's go to the games. We got ten college, ten NFL. We're not going to be on much longer, but we just have to pick these games. And the first game, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Jonathan, that's a pick em. I think Oklahoma State's finally moved up to a one-point favorite. But this time of year, I just have a feeling Oklahoma State, they, they almost choked last week at Iowa State. And you called it. You were talking about that game. But I think now they're even tighter playing a Baylor team that really has nothing to lose. Is just going to air it out. I think Oklahoma State loses to Baylor this weekend and causes more chaos in the Big 12. I agree. 
Well, as much as I would enjoy that, and trust me, I would. I would love it because I need about as much chaos as possible for Florida State to even think about, like, sneaking into one of those New Year's Six games. Um, I, I honestly think what's going to wind up happening is that Oklahoma State's going to win this game. I just don't know how much more gas Taylor has in the tank. They got outclassed last week by Oklahoma. Well, outplayed, not outclassed. Oklahoma really showed their colors in some of their players' play. I just think Oklahoma State right now is a better football team, and they were looking ahead to this week. Yeah. I mean, but I'm telling you, without that quarterback, though, I just think Oklahoma's good right now. It's not – I don't know how good Oklahoma State really is because TCU is hot garbage, Quinn. Who do you like in this game? I'm going with Baylor going into Stillwater. And winning by ten plus points. And you're saying that because you you don't want any controversy with Notre Dame, right? No, I really think that Baylor will win. Okay. Well, both of us like Baylor. Jonathan likes Oklahoma State. So let's go to the next one, Oklahoma. I just put a line out there. I don't, I don't think there's one out there. I put Oklahoma favorite seven and a half over TCU, Jonathan. Maybe higher than that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Oklahoma in this game to to route TCU. TCU's defense has struggled all year, and if Morgan's not playing, they're gonna get ran out of one. I agree. Without Boykin and without Dotson, I think this game gets ugly early. Uh, you're right; that defense has struggled all year. They've graduated a lot of guys last year, and a lot more guys have got hurt or been dismissed this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking Oklahoma by about 20-some-odd points. Yeah, uh, with Boykin, I'm not really sure if he's going to play. I think that Oklahoma wins by a lot. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't argue there. And here's a game that's got a high point spread on it that, that, that has my attention. Ohio State's at home, Jonathan, giving up 13 and a half. To Michigan State. Michigan State still has a chance to uh, to win the Big Ten. All they have to do is is keep winning, and I think they went out. If they went out. They win the Big Ten, right? Yeah. All they have to do. All they have to do. And it's funny saying it like that, but all they have to do is win out, and they'll go ahead and, and, and take the conference. Uh, I mean, thirteen and a half seems like a lot of points to me, um, but at the same time. Has Michigan State impressed anybody this year? I mean, have they looked good against one opponent? I, I, I just – I don't know what to make of that team. If Connor Cook's shoulders, you know, not 100%, uh, then I, I honestly don't know how they can stay in this game because, you know, it's not like all of a sudden Ohio State's going to go, all right, well, we're not going to let you run the football. I mean, I think Ohio State wins this game, but I'm not sure if I want to touch that spread. Yeah, I think Ohio State, they've struggled this year of playing real good football. And I think now playing a quality of opponent, I think this game's at 8 o'clock. If I'm not mistaken, a night game at the shoe. I don't think Michigan State's that good. I mean, I really don't. Uh, so I'm going to pick Ohio State to cover the spread, Quinn. Call me crazy. I think Ohio State comes in. 
and and spank little brother Michigan State like that, and they get ready for that big game against Michigan coming up rivalry week. I think I think the Big Ten's going to be decided with Michigan Ohio State two weeks. Yeah, I th- I think uh, I think Michigan State covers the spread, but uh, yeah, I see Ohio State winning. Do not go against Vegas, Quinn. I'm telling you, Vegas Vegas wins every time for the most part. That line's 13 and a half for a reason. Uh, people that know college football know that Michigan State shouldn't be underdog 13 and a half points. So what's what's going on? What matchup is Vegas seeing that we don't see? And it probably will be exploited, and Ohio State's probably going to win that game. On to the Oregon Ducks at home against the bipolar Southern Cal Trojans, Jonathan. I mean, I can't pick Southern Cal for nothing. They're up, they're down, they're all around. But I'm going to go with Oregon at home just because Oregon's starting to play better and they got the momentum. Then at home, I'm going to pick them, but I'm, I'm kind of hesitant because USC can win any game they play. They have that much talent. I agree. USC is a very talented football team, and for some odd reason, they seem to play a lot better on the road than than they do at home. Um, now, with Vernon Adams finally being healthy, I think this is the Oregon offense we've been waiting for all year. I think this is going to wind up being a shootout, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what, Austin Stadium's enough of a home field advantage. Uh, Oregon's going to take care of this game. But, I mean, I, 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 this can really go either way. Cool. Who do you like? I, th- I think USC wins, like, uh, 45-42. I could see the game going into overtime. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever predicted the game to go into overtime, but okay, cool. <laughs> um. I'm going to pick Oregon in that one. Utah's at home against UCLA. And kind of like USC, Jonathan, I think, you know, they kind of outman Utah in a way. They have more talent, kind of more four- or five-star talent on this team. I think UCLA goes into Utah and beats them again. I think Utah, where, where are they mentally after after getting stomped, skull drug, as I like to say, by Southern Cal, and then losing to Arizona? And overtime, where are they mentally to be able to to play a team like UCLA right now, Pete? You know, and that, that's a really good question. Uh, I just, you know, I, I, I tried to I tried to back Utah. I thought they were a decent football team. Um, they they made a liar out of me, and I don't like being made a liar out of. Uh, I, I I don't like UCLA though. I mean, you know, all preseason was UCLA this, UCLA that. And you're like, how? So I think, you know, this is another game where I'm going to just probably stay away from it. I'm going to side with the home team once again, though, and take Utah. Quinn, I like UCLA. Who do you like? I think Utah wins. I'm sorry. I said, I mean, I like UCLA. I'm sorry. I don't know if I said Utah. I like UCLA to beat Utah. Um, Skull dragon, boat race, them, whatever you want to say. That's about what's going to happen to Utah. Utah is a slight favorite in this game, but uh, I just mentally I think they're done. No talent. They don't have a lot of talent. They have some gritty players. But the next game I have on the list is Wisconsin 10 over Northwestern. I think this is a matchup problem. It just seems like Wisconsin 
they're too physical for a team like Northwestern Jonathan. I, I like Wisconsin at home in this game, giving up the 10. I like waiting 10 in this game. I think they win by 24. Well, I mean, I, I do think that Northwestern season uh, has already ended. They've already written the storybook on how it was fun while it lasted, but uh, the run is dead. I mean, they're not a bad football team by any stretch of the imagination, but they're nowhere being an extremely talented one. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, ride Wisconsin this week as well. Quinn, who are you riding this weekend? You know, the way that point spread is at 10, that kind of, I don't know, I just have this feeling that North, that Northwestern could pull it off. But I'm going to say Wisconsin by three. All right, another interesting game here. Michigan, They're looking ahead now. Remember who they played the week after at Penn State, favored four. I mean, Michigan almost got upset against Indiana last week, and they should have lost the game. Um, Jonathan, I think this point spread's about perfect. I think Penn State could beat Michigan, but I think Michigan pulls one out at the end. Uh, barely beats Penn State, but they get it done to set up the Big Ten championship. Um, the divisional uh-huh. championship the week after. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I can. It seems like whenever these two teams play and there's something on the line, they tend to knock each other off. Uh, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. I remember the last time a game like this had any importance was 2005, uh, when Penn State was undefeated going into this, you know, this match of Michigan, Mario Manningham with you know little time left. Um, you know, scored the game-winning touchdown. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking upset alert this week, big-time upset alert, but I think Harbaugh has Michigan way too focused, way too tuned in. Michigan's going to win this game, but it's going to be another dogfight. I agree. I think Michigan wins, but, but, I, think, but I think it's going to be a really close game. Well, we got Memphis. Jonathan, start us off with what you think Memphis at Temple. Memphis giving one and a half. Uh, you know, from what I saw from Temple last week against USF, this obviously is you know as a team that struggles offensively, uh, has a solid defense, but it's really hard to slow down Memphis's offense. I'm going to take Memphis to uh, win this game. I, I just think honestly they're a better football team as that defense has come up, come on and late. Quinn, who do you like in this one? I think uh, Temple will end up winning. Of course you think that. It's going to boost Notre Dame's strength of schedule. I can I can read your mind, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Memphis to win this game. Win this because, I, like Jonathan said, the defense of Memphis is getting better. I, I just don't think Temple's offense. Back by Houston, and that makes you wonder if Memphis mentally is in this game. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think if their their coach wants them to still play hard, you know, I have a chance of making a run at something special. All right, we'll see. Two more left in college, and we get to the NFL. North Carolina 
is a team that looks pretty good right now, Jonathan, in the ACC. They're playing good defense. They're scoring points. And I'm still wondering how in the world they lost to South Carolina. But could you imagine North Carolina right now without the loss of South Carolina, how they would look? They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Virginia Tech. Beamer is going to be retiring. I like North Carolina big in this game, Jonathan. I think they're just way too much. Well, I've been mad at North Carolina all year for losing to South Carolina, and I still believe the quarterback threw that game away. But watching in the past couple of weeks, my goodness, that's an impressive football team. Their offense is absolutely amazing. It really is. That defense, Gene Shizik got that defense playing well, too. So I'll, I'm going to say North Carolina slaughters Virginia Tech. I'm talking you know, another 59-17 type game. This is going to get ugly and ugly fast. North Carolina's ready to play Clemson. I'll tell you what, they're getting ready for that game. That's going to be a dogfight, too. North Carolina Quinn is looking good. Gene Chizik, the defensive coordinator at North Carolina, one thing he can do is coach defense, and he's coaching it well. But not only that, North Carolina's got an offense to go with it. Yeah, I, I think North Carolina wins. I don't I don't think it will be a blowout like you guys are saying. I think they'll win by, like, 14 points. What's well, a blowout? No. Uh, well, to me, a blowout is 17 or more. To me. Okay. To me, a blowout is three or more. <laughs> oh. Spoken like a true Auburn fan. Yeah. I know, right? All right. Speaking of SEC, there is one game that's going on that we thought that maybe would have big impact implications on the playoff, and now it's uh, Will Les Miles keep his job. That's really what this game boils down to, Jonathan. Ole Miss at home favored four over LSU. I think it's time to take LSU behind that woodshed for the third week in a row, and I think Ole Miss does it. Um, Les Miles' word is he's, he's, he's playing for his job, really. We'll see how they how the team rallies around him. Well, as much as I'd like to believe, I mean, I talk about two teams. That you know, going you know before Ole Miss played Florida, you're looking at these two going, wow, these, this is going to be a great matchup. Two great teams are going at it, and, and then their season is taking a turn, and I mean a left turn. And, and, and I just can't can't fathom what's going on here. So I'm looking at this game. Uh, I, I think Ole Miss should have an advantage, but if Denzel uh, Nikamdichi doesn't get out of the hospital for this game. I think that gives LSU a huge advantage, up, you know, especially taking up their star with a linebacker. Uh, I'm going to sit there and say he's not going to play in this game, and that gives LSU an advantage. Uh, LSU wins this game. I mean, you want to talk about playing for overtime. This is a game we could be talking about playing for overtime. Quinn, who are you liking this? Yep, I see that as the difference, too. I, I think uh, – I think LSU pulls it out, and I think Les Miles will be pulling out all the tricks he has. If he's playing for his job, I think he can, I think it we could be a lot of craziness that game. Uh, I think I think Ole Miss gets it done. They're going to rally around. You talking about Kim Beachy maybe playing? You know, I think he's eating out of a straw right now in intensive care, is what I heard. But I could be wrong, but. He will not be Saturday. So I think they'll rally around. His brothers will come out and play hard for him, the team. And, and let's not talk about just Les Miles on the hot seat. 
you look at Hugh Freeze, what he's done this year, I mean, some of the losses he's had and what they've taken, I mean, it's just like Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze, Les Miles, Mark Rick, all these coaches, Furrier, all of them have sucked this year. The SEC has been down, I'm talking about. I mean, this is the worst. I've seen them, like, not being top-heavy in a long time. Well, here's the ultimate question. When is the fake field goal come? I mean, you know Les is going to run that fake field goal, but is it going to be before or after halftime? <laughs> he, may, he may onside kick it before the, right at the start of the game, win the, win the toss, defer, and onside kick it and get it. <laughs> Why not? But that's – after I heard that story of Les Miles and that kid with cancer like that, I I really pull for Les Miles. I want him to do good now. He's a good man. I just don't think he's a good football coach. I don't know. Some people beat me up. I'll get hate mail because of that, but I don't care. I, mean, I just don't think he's a good coach. Well, all right, guys. College football, a lot's going to be determined. I mean, this is when the butts get tight, man, this time of year. It's November, man. It's Crazy thing. And mark my words, there's going to be a couple of crazy games this weekend that's going to throw a monkey wrench into the playoffs. It could. But we don't have to worry about that in the SEC because there's no risk in this room. You know, every every SEC team is about a 40-point favorite. So, so we'll see how it turns. Let's move to the NFL. Some good games real quick. We're going to move through them because I don't have much longer. But, Jonathan, we'll start with you. Green Bay is a one-point underdog on the road at Minnesota right now. I mean, how many games in a row, was it three in a row, that, that Aaron Rodgers has lost losing to Detroit in Lambeau last week? How do they go on the road and beat Minnesota? That's a great question after what I saw last week. Uh, they're going to need to be able to run the football. They have to be able to establish the run. If they can't run the football, they can't beat anybody. Because uh, those receivers just aren't good enough to get open on their own right now, uh, and a lot of young faces that don't know the system. I, I you know, and right now, Lacey's too fat to run the ball. Lacey weighs three oh five. It looks like he's eight, he's eating three <laughs> three whole cakes over the past week. Well, look, man, you know somebody told him, hey, you need to be a better blocker, so he took that as I need to start eating my own linemen. <laughs> I mean, talking about the movie, you've ever seen Austin Powers with the guy Fat Bastard? That's who Eddie Lacey looks like. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad because Is I, he go I on the subway eat, diet? I eat because I'm sad. I don't know, but man, it looks like he's just like the hell is lean and mean. He's fat and green. I mean, he's just fat. I look at him and I'm like, is this is this a fullback? Is he an offensive lineman? What is? And then he's just, I don't. I've, I've never seen a player gain this much weight during the off season. There might maybe something wrong with him. I, don't, I mean, during the season, usually, usually the off season players put on weight, and then they can't. They come in and take it off, but. And this guy's putting on about 15 pounds a week. <laughs> They're having to order new pants for him on a game-to-game basis. Well, you know, that's the problem playing for Green Bay. There's too much cheese available. You know, may- maybe he just needs to go to, you know, go play for a team he's that, you know, fans don't wear cheese on their head. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's constipated for all the cheese he's eating. Well, you know, the fans need to stop wearing them cheese headed. That's what he keeps eating. 
<laughs> it's made out of real cheese. <laughs> instead of instead of like Cam Newton giving the ball to somebody, he goes up in the stands and takes the cheese off their head. And eats. It's finally, it's finally, <laughs> I'll give you this football if you give me some of that cheese. <laughs> you got a cracker to go with that? <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick Minnesota in this game. I'm gonna pick Minnesota in this game. I just think Adrian Peterson may go off. I mean, where, where, Quinn, where are they mentally? Where's Green Bay? You know, losing to Denver was bad, like they did. Carolina, if you think about it, they were up like 24 points in the fourth quarter and let them come back, and then they lose home to Detroit. How do they go on the road beat Minnesota, honestly? I don't know, and Aaron Rodgers seems to be pretty frustrated too, which isn't good since he's the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, I, yeah, because nobody I can think, catch a ball. <laughs> yeah, I think the Vikings pull it off. Yeah, I think they win. Vikings. Let me look at the studio. And make sure Jason Minson's not on there. I don't see Jason. <laughs> he called the Vi- the Vikings <laughs> like that. He- it's liable to kill you, man. But, uh, I, 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 like, I, mean, I like the Vikings in that game. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and play the opposite side of the field, and Green Bay's got to break this losing streak sooner or later. I mean, it, 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 just, it, has, to, I mean, it has to happen, right? Uh, I'm going to take the Packers knowing full well that I'm probably going to be let down. Um, but, hey, you know what? Might as well try <laughs> This is a huge game because of the division. I mean, shit, Minnesota's in first place right now. If they win this game over Green Bay, they have a three-game lead, really. Um, not good for Green Bay if they lose this game. The next game, so I'm picking Minnesota. Quinn's picking Minnesota. You're picking the Cheeseheads. Number two, Carolina, 9-0 and for the first time in franchise history, going for 10-0, and favored seven over a Washington team. I don't know what happened. Washington put up more points last week against the Sorry Saints. Got their defensive coordinator fired, run out of town, and here they come to Carolina. I'm, I'm kind of worried a little bit. This this Washington Redskins team looks like it can put up some points, and Carolina could be hung over from last week. Well, Jonathan, we're talking like? about. I mean, come on now. Uh, Washington put up points against New Orleans. I mean. Is that really that impressive? Is anybody really that impressed? I mean, hey, Tennessee hey, put up hey, 34. Johnson, I, saw, I, saw the, I saw the defensive coordinator that got fired at a buffet with Eddie Lacy uh, yesterday. What does that say? <laughs> I, well, I mean, how else do you expect him to feed the twins he's carrying around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, them Rex Ryan, whatever his name is. And, and oh, it's Rob, all right, man. You know, be nice oh, to I'm Rob. Sorry, Rob Ryan. Yeah, Rob Ryan. Rex, Rex actually lost about 250 pounds. He looks like <laughs> a female now. That's the way that he's lost. But maybe, maybe he ate his brother. Maybe he ate half of his brother. Like, like uh, you know, well, they, they say that, uh, it, you know, if you eat, uh, uh, you know, part of a great defensive coordinator, you might become one. <laughs> well, Quinn, I mean, so, so Jonathan, do you like Carolina in this game? No problem. Seven-point favorite. No, I don't think it's a no-problem game, 
Um, I, I, I still Washington's a pesky team, and Carolina ain't going sixteen and zero. So yeah. I, I'm going to take Carolina to win this game. I'm probably going to lay those points, but I'm going to be really nervous watching this game because Washington, for some reason, this strikes the fear of God into people. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm going. I think. I think Carolina wins by a touchdown or so. Yeah, me too. The next game's kind of a a tricky one. New England's at home, seven over Buffalo. Uh, Rex Ryan, you know, he wants this game bad. The Patriots. I just don't know what they're going to do without Edelman. I know they beat the Giants in the way they come from behind, but. Believe it or not, guys, I'm going to pull the upset in this game, and I'm going to pick Buffalo to beat New England. I wanted to call it first just in case one of you guys stole my thunder. Jonathan, I don't know if you feel that confident or not, but Edelman being gone is really going to hurt New England. I'm not going to steal your thunder here. I still have some common sense. Um, (laughs) New England at home is going to beat up on Buffalo. Come on now. We saw what happened, and, yeah, losing Edelman hurt. That's why you have Danny Amendola, to be honest. And this is just finally going to be the week where New England says, all right, you know, we can we can let the Gronk out of the garage. Because they've been kind of holding back on him and really just trying to get him through the year. Well, now they're going to have to lean on him. And I bet you, I bet you they're going to go ahead and let him get off. Mm-hmm. He's going to have himself a big old game, go ahead and have a couple Gronk spikes or stakes or whatever he does. And then you're going to see uh, LeGarrette Blunt run run up and down this defense. You know, I knew he was going to and get this one done. Yeah, I think New England wins. Yeah, they probably will, but they won't cover. But I'm going to pick Buffalo. New England's not going to go undefeated either. So I'm kind of like Jonathan with that. I think if there's, if there's any game that you're going to have a letdown, it's going to be this one after what happened last week. But Tom Brady, man. Talk about the best quarterback of all time. My God, he he just he gets better with age. Let's go to the next game. The surprising the the Chicago Bears have have just been amazing. I don't know what's happened. Cutler's back, and and Quinn, your Bears are playing phenomenal football right now. They're a point and a half favorite against Denver right now. Remember, Peyton Manning won't be playing. Who do you like in this one? I'm thinking I'm thinking my Bears will pull it out and be at five hundred with momentum when they play uh Green Bay Thanksgiving night. I do too. Jonathan, who do you like? You know, this is easily going to be the game the Bears will lose. Not now that you're like, Oh well, you know, the Bears are gonna easily win this game. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to lose it now. Um <laughs> I mean <laughs> You know, the reason Jay Cutler looks like he's playing better and the Bears team looks better is because that this is the best the Bears defense has been and, and probably at least three years. You know, I mean, I think that's what, keeps, uh-huh. that's what gets forgotten more often than not is that this defense is playing so well this year that it's taken a lot of the pressure off of Jay. And that's why I'm going to say the Bears are in this game because I think they're just going to frustrate Osweiler. Yeah, I think Jay Cutler looks like a reborn quarterback. I mean, Cutler has talent, and that's one thing that's frustrated the hell out of me 
and all the Bears fans out there watching him, you know what he's capable of doing. He's kind of like Rivers sometimes. He just it just seems like he just can't get it done. But I think the Bears are are, are going to go on a run right now. They're going to win this football game. And they're going to get hot, like you said, and they're going to be playing Green Bay. If Green Bay loses to Minnesota, they may just bury Eddie Lacy in the Grand Canyon somewhere. That's where they're going to find the barriers. <laughs> Is the Grand Canyon big enough for you to bury him in it? <laughs> maybe, maybe Saban will probably take him back to block for the Iron Bowl. They'll probably, he'll probably suit him up. Try to get him back. They're always using more linemen. I know, right? And here's a surprising little twist. Oakland, Oakland favored two on the road at Detroit. After Detroit beating Green Bay, I mean, I can't imagine Detroit winning two in a row. So I'm going to pick Oakland in this game because, honestly, I think Oakland is just a better football team right now. And I think Detroit can't be consistent, Jonathan. I'm going to pick the, the Raiders. All right, don't ever do that again. Um, <laughs> the Raiders. All right, Berman, easy now. Um, I, I mean, it's, look at this. Detroit can't even can't even lose right. I mean, obviously you're you're terrible. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They're terrible. All right, so you have a couple of issues. What do you do? Well, let's lose. Let's get the first, number one pick in the draft, and and we'll go from there. And then they go ahead and beat Green Bay. I mean, what what kind of idiots can you be? So <laughs> I, I honestly, looking at this, I think Oakland's a better team. I think you know they you know they have the better quarterback and right now Amari Cooper is a much better receiver than Calvin and this, you know Oakland's defense has its issues but Detroit's offense just just ain't good so I'm gonna take Oakland on the turf to have themselves a little field day. Yeah. I like it, Glenn. Who do you like? I'm taking Oakland by. I think Oakland will win by like 21 points. Ooh! Wow, that's a blowout. According to Quinn, yeah. that's a blowout. Yep. That's a tight All one right. in, in the Big Ten. I know. And here's a game. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons shouldn't be favored over Georgia Southern, but yet here they are at home playing favored six over Indy. And I know Andrew Luck's not playing, which is a good thing for Indianapolis. I mean, they've been better without him. Jonathan um, – I like the I like Indy getting six points against Atlanta. Believe it or not, I think Atlanta sucks. Atlanta's terrible, and anybody who roots for Atlanta is terrible. Uh, let me yeah. let me just put that out and let that sink in. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan is the Matt Ryan that I remember at Boston College getting punked by Florida State. So that always makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, a take the points. B, Atlanta's terrible. I mean, go go ahead and put your money on Indianapolis. Matt Hasselbeck's the best quarterback in that game. Yeah, I was walking by. I was walking by Atlanta Stadium the other day, and people were trying to give me tickets. So I was like, No, I don't want them. Here, please take them now. And I was like, No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going. I'm sorry. I'd rather sit out here and. Get mugged on the side of the street in Atlanta than to go in here. I mean, they, I mean, seriously, they're they trying to give you buy a six inch sub and subway, you get a free ticket to the the Falcons right now. That's how bad they suck. But I think Indy <laughs> beats them, Quinn. What do you think? Yeah, I think Indy wins. 
and I don't understand this line either. How's Baltimore favored over anybody, John? That Baltimore favored two over the Rams. Uh Wow. Really? Uh Yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams. Um Wow. Yeah, it's in St. Louis? No, it's in Baltimore. I mean, uh, ew. Just what a disgusting game. I mean, <laughs> yuck. Uh, Todd really runs for 300 yards and the Rams win uh, 5 to 2. <laughs> well, 300 yards, they only get 5 points. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, well, uh, Case Keenum's going to throw touchdowns. You trust Case Keenum to throw touchdowns? It's Case Keenum. I mean, come on. I I, I just, what is, ugh. I have a bad taste in my mouth now. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Why? What's wrong with that matchup? It's an awful game. Two two awful teams. (laughs) That's why I put the game on the list, because it battled the suck bowl. <laughs> and that's too kind. I mean, you could call it a pooper bowl, and I'd say that's polite. And, 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 I mean, and this and is the, awful. I, 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 I guarantee the Red Zone channel won't even have that game on because nobody will ever be in the Red Zone. Yeah, I'm second that. You won't even, you won't even, you won't even know that. You won't even know the game's going on, guys. Baltimore. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Baltimore in this one at home. Hey, why not? Well, who you gonna who are you gonna take, Quinn? Um, I think yeah, I think Baltimore wins. All right, now people are talking about, and I've watched this Arizona team, and they're good. But I'm gonna make a prediction for you: Carson Palmer gets hurt in the next couple of weeks, guys. I thought he was gonna get hurt against Seattle, but it's coming. I mean, Carson Palmer will not play a full season healthy in the NFL, so. Their favorite five over Cincinnati. And, Jonathan, as soon as I talked up Cincinnati in my power rankings the other night, what do they do? They go out and lay an egg? I mean, how bad is Cincinnati? I mean, my God. Why can't Andy Dolphin get over the hump? It's only one loss. You know what? You know, yeah, it's not just one loss. in prime time. Home game, Monday night, nationally televised against an awful football team, and you lose. It's not even like they lost like 42 to, four, you know, to like 40. And you can say, well, Andy had a great game. The defense is like 10 to 6. I mean, 10 to, 10 to 6, really? That's what you're going to give me? I mean, I, 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 really? I, yuck. I'm not. I'm never betting on Andy Dalton again. He has no soul. He has no soul, and the Red Rider is going to get smoked this week. Arizona is going to take him out behind the woodshed and do yeah. some whipping. Yeah, that game's in Arizona. You talk about a blowout, Quinn. There you go, buddy. No, I think uh, I think Cincinnati wins. Oh. How? Quinn, if Cincinnati wins that game, I'll root for Notre Dame against Stanford. Sounds good. I'll be rooting for Florida State against Florida, so there you go. Yeah, but who isn't? I mean, who roots for Florida other than the Florida fans, who's the leader of their little booster club thingy? 
Other than other than Joey Dizzy. Whatever. Oh, I mean, is that even a person? Are we sure? I mean, after what I saw this week from, um, and I don't know if y'all caught wind of this, but like the head of the Gator Gang, as they like to call themselves, turned out to not be who he said he'd be. It was a catfish situation. And that kid, that kid made 50 grand off of Florida fans by saying he was illegally recruiting players for the Gators. It's just, I don't, I, I mean, come on. I mean, he makes me anti you know, situation look like an accident. You know, you know, you know, Nevin, you know, Joey Lindsay reminds me of Nevin Shapiro of Miami. He's like that little mascot on the side that, Paid the money to run out of the tunnel with him and all this stuff that got him in trouble. That's who Joey Vizzi is. It's every year, hey, Joey, who's going to win the SEC? Florida and the national championship. Florida, Florida, Florida. But sorry, Joey, Florida's going to lose. They're going to lose badly to Florida State. If they do somehow make it to Alabama when they play each other, Alabama, can you imagine, Jonathan, how bad Alabama's going to beat Florida? Uh, I mean, is and uh, you know, it it might be a criminal act in a couple of the states what they're gonna do to them, so that's something to keep an eye on. I know. Well, real quick, let's go. Miami favored one against Romo's back against the Dallas Cowboys. Quinn, there's a lot of turmoil in Dallas right now. Two and seven. I don't think Romo's gonna be enough to get him back. I don't know why you'd even bring Romo back right now, honestly. Two and seven, you're done. You get rapists and people beat people on your team, beat women. Just just call it a day. Call it a season and let Romo get healthy, Quinn. But I like Miami to beat Dallas in Miami. Oh, I, uh, I think I'll go with Miami, too. Woo! Jonathan, who do you like? Baby? Like, I'm going to, like, I mean, like, I'm going to pick Dallas. As long as Dallas is paying Greg Hardy to play football, I will pick against them every week. That, this is just God's way of saying, you know what, Jerry? I'd let you get away with a lot in your life, but this one, no, 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 no. And if you're a cheerleader for Dallas and he's on your – you don't want him to run somebody out of bounds over there and then he'll choke a cheerleader and beat the crap out of her or something. So you better be watch out for your Dallas Cowgirls cheerleader. Greg Hardy's on the sideline. Watch out. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying I'm surprised, they, surprised they don't have black eyes think, already. I know. You think Gossip is bad? Run into Greg Hardy, man. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad the Panthers got rid of him. But the Philadelphia Eagles favored five and a half over your Tampa Bay Bucks, Jonathan. Call me crazy, but I think Tampa's getting some rhythm right now. They could easily beat Philadelphia in this one. Actually, I'm going to pull the upset in this one. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to beat Philadelphia. Yeah, but Sam Bradford's not playing. Isn't that an upgrade for the Eagles? I mean, I'm a, obviously I'm a Bucks fan, and being such a great Bucks fan as, as I am, first. I didn't watch any of the game last week. So, go Bucks. Eagles suck, and Chip Kelly can go to, I don't know, down in the Bowling Green. Let him have some fun there. <laughs> no, I'm going to say something. I know this is off the wall, but if I'm Carolina Panthers right now, think about this, guys. If I'm the Carolina Panthers, and you need an insurance policy just in case, 
And I'm saying this because we're talking about the Eagles. You talked about a backup quarterback. Why does Carolina not go out and pick up Tim Tebow to be the number two? Because he sucks. But the guy knows how to win games. He's a winner. Oh, I mean, if you call seven and seven uh, winning games, then yes, he does know how to win games half the time. Hey, that's better. That's better than most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Am I wrong, Flynn? <laughs> you're right about that, Darvin. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, you're I forgot, you're a Florida hater. I hated Tim Tebow too, don't get me wrong, but especially with Everett. Remember Everett on the show, he came and told me that oh, we were arguing, were screaming at each other. He told me Tim Tebow would be a better NFL quarterback than Cam Newton. Where where did Everett go? Come on, Everett, come on back. We miss you. We want we want to care about how Tim Tebow's better than Cam Newton. He's on suicide watch. We we ought to call him from the. Let me see if he'll answer the phone. I'm gonna see if I can call him right quick. Hold on just a second. (laughs) Hold on. Let's stay right here. Jonathan, I want you to ask him, okay? Well, he is a Bama fan too, so I don't know. I think he may have heard Cam Newton. He said, he said Bama's going to beat Auburn so bad they're going to have to stop the game to get the ambulance out there is what he told me. We'll see what he says. Hold on. I'm going to call him. Jonathan, you, Jonathan you're going to talk, okay? So you're Jonathan Hi. from Weigh-In Sports, and you want to talk. You want to start laughing. Get him mad. I want you to get him mad because he's easily he, – he gets mad. He's, oh. <laughs> Here he comes, Jonathan. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two five six five zero. I'll cut it off. Let's call him back one more time. I think he's just playing possum here. Let's try to get him on one more time. <laughs> Who should we call tonight? Who should we call tonight to ask him a question about something stupid? Come on, Everett. I know you're home counting your national championship. Answer the phone. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two, five, six, five, zero, six, zero, five, seven, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Everett. This is Jonathan from Wayne Sports Show. I don't know if y'all remember but a while back, you uh, you told us that Tim Tebow was going to be a much better NFL quarterback than Cam Newton, and I was just wondering what your thoughts on that topic were now, uh, and how glorious Tebow's NFL career has been compared to the dumpster fire that is Cam Newton. Give us a call anytime. You know that we're on during the week and every Sunday night. We'd love to hear from you, buddy. All right, Biggie, you've been called out, so we'll see you Sunday night. At 8.30 p.m. Eastern, or if you've got got some balls, you can call in tonight in the next 15 minutes, 646-716-5564. See how he responds to that. Who wants to be on the hotline? I think Trey is a – I wish I had uh, – we could call Paul Ewing. He'd probably talk Cam Newton. I don't know. I don't know who we're going to oh call. God. Probably. Who can we call and put on the spot tonight, guys? Let's have some fun. Who, who, Man, do you have any who was the Michigan fan that called in? 
What are you trying to do? Are you trying to piss me I'm off? I'm joking. I'm joking. I will. I know. I will come to Atlanta. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. I know my way around Atlanta, Tarvin. I will come to Atlanta and kick your ass, your hairy ass. Quinn's on the phone, Everett. He wants to talk to you. Who? I never. What's he want to talk about? What's he want? What's he want to talk about? Yeah, put Notre Dame in there with us. Put Notre Dame in there with Alabama. Match them up. I'm all for it. I hope we get that matchup. I'd rather play them as Ohio State or Clemson or. Quinn, what's the Alabama wants you? Huh? All right. What? 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 What'd you, so shit. He's hiding. No, I'd be, I'd be fine. I'd hide too. I'd hide too after that. I'd hide too after that ass kicking we handed out in 2012. <laughs> Notre Dame team is a lot better than 2012. But all right. Notre Dame team was seems a lot better now. And two now. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's a, that's an awful bold statement. That Alabama team's probably a lot better than the one that played them in 2012. I know the defense so is better. The offense isn't. The offense isn't. You don't need it. The offense is Sarah Chattery. Well, that's all we need. There's no need to throw it 57 times a game when you can run it down people's throats. <laughs> I mean, if you line up, run it, if you line up, run it over somebody every play, why would you ever even dare throw it? So you don't think you guys are going to have to throw the ball at all in the playoffs? All right. No, you'll have, to, you'll have to throw it some. But see, everybody's caught up in this throwing it 50 times a game and spreading the crap out. What you do, if you want to beat somebody. You mix things up. You don't change what you do. You mix it up as to how you do it. And me and Tarvin talked about this against LSU in 2011. I told Tarvin what Alabama had to do, and that's exactly what they did, wasn't it, Tarvin? Exactly. Tarvin, throw, you throw on first down. You throw on first down to the tight ends. You play action. Throw the ball on first down. You keep people honest, and then you run it down their throat. Then once they get to guessing, it doesn't matter at that point because they can't stop you no matter what you do. Because they don't know what you're going to do. You've mixed it up enough that you, you you cross people up and they can't key on one thing. That's the key to play calling. It's not – It's not. very seldom in college do you get enough athletes that you can just line up and whip everybody. There's going to be positions when you're going to be outmatched and there's going to be positions when you're outmatching somebody. So you have to you have to out – you have to call plays to keep people off balance so they're not coming at you full force on the snap of the ball, expecting you to pass, and that's what you're doing. You put yourself in third and eight, third and ten, third and twelve every time, you're going to get killed against a good football thing. So yeah, you, you, you mix it up. Well, you throw the ball. Right now, I want your opinion, Everett, on uh, who makes the playoff if, if a one loss, say Notre Dame wins out, they beat Stanford, they're one loss. Say Oklahoma wins out, they're the big 12 champion at one loss. Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Say they win their conference. Who who gets in between Oklahoma and Notre Dame in your opinion? I give it to Notre Dame. Uh, Texas is a bad loss, bad, yeah. horrible. What are they? Two and eight, two and nine, three and three and eight, something <laughs> like that. That's terrible. I agree. Um, I mean, I, I, I give it right number two, Reverend. 
I have Notre Dame ranked number two right now in my poll. I have Alabama one, Notre Dame two. Looking at what Notre Dame's done this year with their injuries, with their schedule they played. I mean, I have Notre Dame up high. I'm not saying they're well, the best team in the world, but, but I like them. I like that Notre Dame team this year. I'll be honest with you. I don't think Ohio State can beat. Uh, I don't think Ohio State can beat Clemson. I don't think they can beat Alabama, and I don't think they can beat Notre Dame. And I don't think they can beat Oklahoma. So if I was going to put somebody, and they might not beat Iowa. That you you might want to keep your eye. If Iowa keeps winning and wins that that division, Iowa may beat Ohio State. Yeah. Everybody say okay, everybody saying it's turn. At that point. At that point, all right, now, 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 undefeated Iowa and, and, and Notre Dame with one loss or Oklahoma with one loss is a different scenario than what you're talking about with Notre Dame and, and Oklahoma uh, because Oklahoma's got a bad loss and they don't play a conference championship. Now, Notre Dame doesn't either, but they lost to Clemson by two points. Should have been more than that, but they let them back in the game late and it was a two-point ball game. In a monsoon, it was it was a two point game. So you're going to give you're going to give props to Notre Dame for losing to the number one team. And I don't have a problem with Clemson being number one. I don't have a problem with Alabama being three or or four for that matter. As long as we're in it, I don't care. But when you start talking about an undefeated Big Ten that beat Ohio State, then I'm going to put Iowa in over Oklahoma or Notre Dame. Yeah. I because right. that, because in five right now that speaks a lot about they're at five if, right there looking because Ohio State's a three if they went out and go undefeated by beating Ohio State beating Wisconsin on the road beating Northwestern on the road you you really have to give it to Iowa yeah but I was I was one of them teams that people tend to overlook because they win ugly you know they 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 ground and pound you and and beat you to death and play good defense and it's not pretty but they win ball games. Now I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State, but I'm saying that's one that they might want to keep. You might want to keep an eye on because Iowa, if Ohio State goes in and makes some mistakes, I, I, Ohio State's definitely more talented. But if they go in and make some mistakes, mm-hmm. Iowa is a team that'll make you pay for that, and, and or could make it, could make them pay for it, and and could possibly beat them. And in, in that scenario, I put Iowa in because, in my opinion, they've earned their way in, and and because yeah, Oklahoma doesn't. How afraid are you of Oklahoma State right now? No, I'm not afraid. There's not anybody in the poll that scares me uh, other than uh, Clemson because their their quarterback's a real good football player. He's a real good football player. Uh, the wow. Oklahoma State doesn't scare me. Their schedule's been basically pretty weak, and I don't think they finish undefeated. I think they get beat. I think I think Oklahoma probably beats them. But well, not, 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 and the reason the reason why I say that's not because it's not because I honestly like we should have beat Ohio State we we beat ourselves and plus we let them beat us at our own game last year they were more physical than we were and that's why they beat us because Raglan got hurt Collins got hurt we were banged up already on defense after the first half so we got wore down we got beat plain and simple. But they beat us at our own game. But we were a better football team than they were. That's why I'm saying it doesn't always mean that the better football team is going to win the game. But we were a better football team than Ohio State was. Now, that being said, uh, the team that we put on the field last year may have been more prolific on offense. 
and a little weaker on defense. And I actually like my – I would rather have this team as opposed to last year's team because this team is the best defense in the country. And I'll take my chances against anybody with the best defense in the country and a, and a good good running game and an okay passing game. And and I'll take Whatever my chances want. against anybody. I want, I want to I ask you this. we got two minutes. I like Florida State. To go into the swamp and beat Florida. What are you, what is your thoughts on that? Uh, you that's a very Florida team. Well, that's a possibility. I mean, I, I actually think Florida State will probably win that game. I don't think I don't think Florida is as good with what's his name, Trayon Harris at quarterback, as they were with Greer. The defense is good. Florida's defense is good, but they're uh, they don't have. You need a back that can do both. Uh, can be can can break it and and can run with power, and they don't have that. They they have a good back, but he's not he's not a power back. He's a finesse back, and I believe you need at least one back that does one or the other, and another back that does whatever the other one doesn't. But or you need a back that does both, because with the quarterback situation the way it is, they're not they're not as efficient. With Harris at quarterback as well, always there. Well, I've got a, I've got a score before we go, Everett. I'm gonna predict the Iron Bowl for you right now. Auburn 24, Bama 23. Yeah, well, don't let nobody drug test you. Don't, don't let nobody drug test you before, before, before that game's played, because they're gonna horse lash you. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you the uh I'll give you the uh fourteen points if you want and bet you a stake. I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I'll give you fourteen right now and I'll give you fourteen right now and bet you a stake and if I if I lose, if Auburn beats okay. us, you bring your wife and I'll cook y'all well, I'll cook four ribeyes on the grill. Yeah. You won't get a better stake. You won't I'll get take it. I'll take it. All right, now what wait, what are you gonna do for me if me and Cassie come to Atlanta? I'll take you out to Outback and buy you a steak. How's that sound? Uh, that'll be good. Hey, I'll order me a prime rib. I think. Hold on. Yeah, we're out of we're out of time right now. Do you? Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can. Okay, I think we're still on. Okay, Everett. The bet is if if Alabama wins by more than fourteen points, then you get a you and Kathy get an Outback dinner. Me and my wife will buy you that. And if we win, Auburn covers within 14, you're going to make me a steak, salad, potato, bread, what else? What kind of dessert are you going to have? I, I can cook up just about anything, dude. I, I, look, you know you know what kind of ball player I was. You played with me. Yeah, I can cook. I can play ball. I can hunt. I can fish. I can do it all. So you tell me what you want. <laughs> I make you a, I'll make you a pumpkin pie with whipped cream or I'll make you a chocolate pie with with uh, uh, whipped cream on top, or I can make you cookies, or I can make you a cake, or I can make you brownies. You're I can make you whatever. Huh? Do what, Tarvin? I said I like banana pudding. You know, silver. I, I can probably bananas. Uh, well, I'll make you a banana sundae. I ain't, I ain't never made banana pudding. That'd be a first for me. So, I, I, but I'll make you a banana sundae. I can do that. Or a uh, well, like banana split, right? Medium rare. I like I like my steak medium rare. Just remember that. 
Well, that's the only way I cook them, dude. I, I, I hate to ruin a good steak by making it into shoe leather. <laughs> Jonathan, how do you like your steak? I like my steak like any grown-ass man likes his steak, medium rare. If you're going to go ahead and burn a steak, you might as well just go ahead and give it back to the cow. Uh, if you're going to burn it, you might as well make a... If you're going to burn it, you might as well make a shoe out of it because it ain't worth eating if you cook it till it ain't got no red in it. Quinn, Quinn, you're up north. How do you like your steak? They don't have... It doesn't matter to me. I can can eat a steak anyway. I'm not picky at all, so I could... I'll have it medium rare. I'll eat it medium. I'll eat it however, as long as it's cooked. <laughs> I, 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 I like blood coming out of it. I, I don't like for it to still be running, but I like it for at least to be sitting down when I eat it. <laughs> yeah, we're I don't know. I like to hear them move as they cut into it. Yeah. Like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, cut his horns off and wipe his nasty old ass and bring him out. That's what, that's, that's what I was fixing to say, Woody Harrelson in Cowboy Way. Knock his horns off, wipe his nasty old ass, and throw him on a plate. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we like that steak here in the South, man. But Everett, Quinn, Johnson, thank y'all, man. We had fun tonight. But we'll be on Sunday night at 8.30, maybe 8. We may do 8 o'clock Eastern time and go over this big weekend. Everett, hopefully you can join us, but. Well, I'm on. I'm on. I'm gonna be hunting, so I don't know. It depends on what time I get in. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna try to kill. Bi- I'm gonna try to kill Bigfoot while I'm out there. Uh, just kick him in the ass for me when you do. <laughs> uh, no, if I if I have to shoot Bigfoot, it'll be with my Glock. <laughs> it won't be. It won't be with my two seventy. My two seventy's only got five shots. That Glock's got fifteen. So. There won't be no there won't be no need for proof no more if I see him because I'm gonna drag his ass out of the woods. <laughs> I love that. Well, right, I will. He better not growl at me. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, guys, I'm out. Y'all have a good one. We'll see y'all. See ya. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 